Welcome back to the Win Daily Podcast for today, August 10th, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy. And today, making his debut, his predictions have been on all week at Win Daily. It is veteran sports writer and fantasy expert, Brandon C. Williams. Brandon, welcome to the show. Welcome to the team. Thanks a lot for uh, inviting me on, uh, Scott. Uh, it's a joy to be back with you. It's a joy to be a part of the Win Daily team, and I am excited to uh, be a part of everything. Uh, it's a great time of the year, especially with uh, the pennant races all firing up and with football as well, so let's get at it. Yeah, let's talk about both. We're going to do go through the MLB day and night slates and uh, also talk some preseason football. The Yankees are at Toronto. The Yankees are going to use a bunch of openers today against Toronto, so you don't really know what you're getting pitching-wise there. Against Jacob Waggispack at 6,700, he's pitched okay so far, Brandon. How are you feeling about uh, you know the Yankees' bats today? They're always in play, but Waggispack hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been terrible, but I would also uh, not hesitate to load up on Yankees if I could. I'm certainly going to find a way to uh, get Gino Ursula in the lineup. You know, forty three hundred dollars, uh, forty three hundred dollars over at uh, at FanDuel, and also you know, pretty you know, pretty fairly expensive at DraftKings as well. But I'm going to go ahead and find a way to get him in the lineup. You know, the power has been very impressive this season, especially this week. I'm also going to take a deep look. And see if I can get Cameron Maven in there as well. Forty-six hundred dollars over at uh, DraftKings. Uh, it's two expensive ball players uh, in that lineup, but with the way the Yankees have been swinging the bats last night being an exception, I would go ahead and take my chances against the rookie. Why Maven in particular? Maven has been hitting the ball exceptionally well uh, over the past uh, few weeks or so. You know, here's a guy who's been hitting close to 400 over the past couple of weeks and the power that once upon a time when you know, he was first a uh, prospect about a decade or so ago that power looks like it's finally showing up it looks as if he's becoming a late bloomer at the age of 32 you know we know that the defense has always been there but the bat is starting to come around uh you know in, re- in recent weeks and it's part of the reason why he's been a fixture in that lineup the Angels are at the Red Sox. Andrew Heaney making his return from the DL, so you can't use him, especially against the Red Sox. Then you got Rick Porcello at 7,500. Uh, he's been up and down. Is it, I'm thinking this is a game to avoid for DFS purposes. Uh, it does shape to be a game that you might want to avoid. Uh, you certainly don't want to put Porcello in there. And if you're an if you're looking to add Angels player, you know the only guy other than uh, maybe obviously Mike Trout, maybe you might take a stab at pool holes twenty eight hundred dollars uh, at FanDuel. Did go deep last night. Uh, high risk, high reward play, but beyond Trout, he's about the only guy I would take a look at in this one. The Phillies are at the Giants. Vince Velasquez, he's up and down seventy four hundred on DraftKings. Uh, but the Giants lineup is not something you could attack either. Then you got Jeff Samarja at 9,200. This also uh, is a stay-away game for me as well. I don't know what I'm going to get off Velasquez. You know, maybe a San Francisco batter too, but uh, really nothing appealing there. And you know, Samarja at home in a home in a pitcher's park. Samarja has not been bad uh, over his last seven outings. He's got a 2-11 run average, uh, but career-wise, he has not done well against the Phillies. 733 ERA 
and 13 career appearances. If you're one of those people who believe that Oracle Park is going to give him an edge, you might want to consider taking that gamble. But past history suggests that he's not a guy that I would feel confident suggesting to him. All right, moving right along, we go to Kansas City and Detroit, a game only fantasy players can love. And uh, you know, like Spencer Turnbull at eight thousand here, especially as one you know one of your pitchers on DraftKings going against Kansas City. Mike Montgomery faces the Tigers. He's only five thousand dollars. If you want to make room for bats, it's almost like you can take anybody against the Tigers. I, I'm liking both pitchers here. Both pitchers are going to have uh, bargain plays, but the guy I always liked this season uh, has been Miguel Cabrera at home. He's been a very solid hitter uh, at home. Obviously, the power isn't as there as it once was, but if you take a look at his home numbers this season, he's hitting 343, 449 slugging percentage and a 408 on base percentage. You know, if you're looking for the guy to just make contact and get on base, you know, you could do a heck of a lot worse than plugging Cabrera at your first base spot, plus sink yourself with a little bit of money. Atlanta at Miami, here's your cash game play of the, uh, the first slate. And, uh, and also, uh, the guy that you want to anchor with, Mike Soroka, I play him against anybody. 10,400 against Miami. Sandy Alcantara at uh, 6,500. Uh, he's a guy you want to stack against. You, you pay the 5,600 for Freeman. You work around that. Inciarte is only 3,600. Maybe you can punt with Camargo at 3,200. Adam Duvall's got to be in there at 4,300. Ronald Acuna Jr., 5,700. But it's hard to fit both Freeman and Acuna in there. So I'd probably go uh, – would you go Acuna just because he's so hot or Freeman because uh, you get the lefty-righty platoon split? I, I like the lefty-righty platoon split, so I would give the slight edge uh, to Freeman. But when you talk about Zoroka, yo, my gosh, this guy owns the Marlins this year. Uh, 15 innings pitch. He's allowed just one earned run over that span, and Marlins bats have been held to 115 batting average against him. Well, isn't that what they pretty much do against the whole league? Uh, it's pretty much what they do, <laughs> of course, but uh, they have struggled mightily against the Braves this season. Uh, their team batting average against Atlanta is 228. Uh, uh, composite 228 this year, so yeah, you know, Soroka's the guy to go with in a somewhat fairly thin Saturday when it comes to high-end pitching. Yeah, so you just got the, the, the five-day game, so uh, I would probably go Soroka and Turnbull or Soroka and Montgomery as my pitchers, and probably with a Brave stack. Yeah, I, I love the, the potential of a Brave stack. You know, and, you know, good luck to you if you can fit both Freeman and Acuna in your lineup. Uh, but even without one or the other, you know, this shapes to be a very good stack uh, for the uh, for Braves pitchers, even in that park in Miami where, you know, where offense is really going to be oppressed. Yeah, you're going to have to, you know, concede that because it is only a five-game early slate. Uh, Houston at Baltimore tonight. Aaron Sanchez was part of a combined no-hitter. He's going to... Uh, to Baltimore, it is a hitter's park. He's a little bit more risky, but if you want to make room for some bats, he's only 6,900 on DraftKings. Aaron Brooks, uh, in today's MLB Picks of Destiny on the homepage, our DFS pro. Uh, David Jones is talking about running at Astros stack tonight. 
Uh, Brantley gives you the platoon split. He's 5,200. Josh Reddick gives you a platoon split. He's 3,600. Garrell's 5,300. Bregman's 5,400. Altuve's 5,400. You can't have all of these bats. Correa's also 5,500. Chirinos is only 4,000. If you could only have one or two of those top Astros bats tonight, uh, who would it be? I'm certainly going to make sure I've got Jordan Alvarez in the lineup. Uh, he continues to just smash the ball uh, at an impressive rate. You look at what he's done over the last week, 421 batting average, a homer, five RBIs. You know, you certainly could not go wrong with having Duriel in the lineup as well. Uh, when you look at Sanchez, you know, he has not allowed a walk in his last three starts. Uh, so when you look at what he did in his Astros debut last week, Go back to the last start that he had with the Blue Jays where he did only go five innings, but he did strike out 10, did not allow a walk. So I think that he is slowly gaining his control back. And with the way Brent Strom has done with pitchers, namely Garrett Cole and Justin Berliger, I would not go wrong. I don't think he could go wrong rolling the dice on Sanchez here tonight. You're listening to the Wind Daily Podcast today with, uh, with Scott Engel and Brandon Williams. Uh, we got Cleveland at Minnesota, and uh, Adam Pluko going on one side uh, against Jake Odorizzi. Both these pitchers are hittable. Uh, you got to love a twin stack at, at any time here. Uh, you know, you can, and uh, Kapler's 5,400, Sano's 5,000. It won't be easy, but you could also try and stack uh, this game against Odorizzi as well. Jose Ramirez is on fire, and he's only $4,300. Got to be in there. Uh, Oscar Mercado's cooled off, but he's only four thousand. Won't give you a platoon split, but uh, guy, you lot of like you have to put in for the price. Yeah, you have to certainly put it in. But you know, totally agree with you with the way that Ramirez has been hitting the ball of late. He's part of the reason why the Indians have been on fire, why they wake up top of first place in the uh, National League, in the excuse me, the American League Central uh, with the Twins, considering that they were eleven and a half back, uh, you know, nearly two months ago. You know, you look at what he's done, 442 homers, seven RBIs, uh, three walks. Obviously, 11 hits in the last seven days. Eight have been for total bases. So, without question, I am putting Jose Ramirez in my lineup. Which which stack do you actually like better between like, the twi- Twins like and the Indians? Stack better. I like the Indians stack better. I think that they're coming in with a ton of momentum. Uh, they hit the ball well again last night in a 6-2 win. And again, with the way Ramirez is hitting, I certainly will take him. Having a little bit of technical difficulty there. Uh, Brandon, uh, if, you, if you can kindly go over the Indian stack again, we lost you there for a second. Okay. No, again, as I mentioned, uh, I would certainly consider taking a look at adding Jason Kipnis into the fray as well if you're looking at Cleveland. Uh, but Ramirez is the guy that you know that makes the engine drive when you look at a stack for Cleveland this evening. 440 batting average over the last seven days. Uh, he's got eight eight of his 11 hits in this band have gone for extra bases. That's six doubles and two home runs. So you want a guy with the high impact? I think Ramirez is your guy. That certainly would give the edge to a stack. I would certainly give it to the Indians. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Oakland and the White Sox. Tanner Roark, eighty two hundred. Uh, that White Sox lineup has been able to be, be attacked. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez, just seventy two hundred. Uh, he's pitched well recently. 
Yeah, he has uh, pitched uh, fairly well of late, and uh, you look at what he has done you know, in his last few starts. He is certainly someone that you need to take a look at. A good bargain uh, as well. Did get tagged in his last start. Uh, in his last start against Philadelphia, gave up three runs in five to third innings, but he's got the strikeouts working uh, up late as well. He's had a 10-strikeout game on July 24th. You know, actually has a run where he struck out at least six batters in five, four of his last five starts. All right, let's uh, let's move right along here to Texas and Milwaukee. Uh, we got Pedro Pavano against Adrian Hauser. Uh, you can like bats on both sides here, but Milwaukee's not as hot as they were earlier in the season, and uh, you know a lot of their bats are expensive. Uh, they are expensive, and that's the problem that you've got with the Brewers right now. Uh, they are not hitting the ball well, but when you look up and down the lineup, yeah, you know, they are some stiff prices, and it's too risky, you know, in my opinion. The one guy that I would take a look at, maybe uh, Trent Grisham, $2,900 over at FanDuel right now. Uh, he solidified himself a spot in the outfield. Probably might be the one affordable guy in the lineup to where you can plug a brewer in and not feel like you're going to get burned. The Mets are on fire with a dramatic win last night at home against Washington. And uh, Patrick Corbin goes against Noah Syndergaard in the marquee matchup of the night. Uh, how much, Corbin is too expensive at 11200 on DraftKings. Noah Syndergaard is just 10500 Do you like him as your anchor pitcher of the night? I like him as the anchor pitcher of the night. 178 ERA in his last five starts. And in each of those starts, he's gone at least seven innings. He's struck out at least six batters uh, in that span. Uh, he's someone that I certainly like uh, when I went when I did the pitching for DFS uh, for Win Daily this morning. So he is the guy I am certainly going with in the night schedule. Yeah, Syndergaard's been a different pitcher uh, this second half. Uh, he has been lights out. Uh, he's you know relied a heck of a lot on the slider, uh, not as much as Jacob Degrom has, but uh, he has been locked in and he has found great success in that slider and it's part of the reason why he's cut the ERA down to 396. Yeah, he was he was actually not trusting his slider at all during the uh, the first half of the year. Let's move on to Chicago and Cincinnati. Kyle Hendricks going against Sonny Gray. Uh, the Cubs are not as good on the road, but Gray is a risk against that lineup. Uh, how much do you like Kyle Hendricks at 9,200? I'm not feeling real good about that right now. The Reds are starting to hit the ball pretty well. And you look at Aquino, uh, guys, at 3,800 right now. He has been smashing the daylights out of the ball late. Uh, homered again on Friday night and has really got himself up to a very impressive start. Only 26 at-bats into his big league career. But this guy has established himself as a franchise-type guy. All right, let's uh, continue to move on here through the night slate here on the Wind Daily Podcast. Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Joe Musgrove, very up and down this year. Maybe you want to use some St. Louis bats against them. Against Adam Wainwright, who's actually pitched uh, not as bad overall in the second half. At only 7,800, do you like Wainwright as a salary saver? I love Wainwright on this one tonight. Uh, the Pirates aren't getting a lot of production offensively. And this fits well for Wainwright. You want to save some bucks and load up on offense, perhaps get an extra Astro or an extra Indian into your lineup tonight. I would look, I would definitely look in the direction of Wainwright. 
Yeah, maybe Syndergaard Wainwright's the way to go on DraftKings. Colorado at San Diego, though. Uh, you got Chris Paddock on the mound for 9,600. Uh, going against Chichi Gonzalez, maybe a Padre stack here. I am definitely liking a Padre stack here, uh, especially when you look at the uh, left-handed hitters uh, in our lineup, namely a Josh Naylor, for example. If you look at Chichi Gonzalez's numbers against left-handers, they go a little bit like this. 343 batting average and on-base percentage of 467, 686 slugging percentage, which turns out to a 1.152 OPS. Three home runs, nine walks, and 44 plate appearances against left-handers. So you certainly, certainly want to find as many Padres as possible, especially the left, the right-handed guys, excuse me, the left-handed guys. Uh, and Josh Naylor is a ball player. Went deep last night. He's going to come in at a very nice bargain for you. All right, Arizona's at the Dodgers. Alex Young going against Kenta Maeda. Uh, Maeda's maybe uh, pitcher can also help you save some money. Alex Young is uh, 7,400, maybe a few Dodger bats, at least a mini stack. Uh, there's a potential for a mini stack, but I do like Maeda there. I know that the numbers have not fared well for him. He hasn't won a start since May 31st, but... He's in Los Angeles. He's in Dodger Stadium, and this is where he's more effective. You look at his numbers at home. Uh, he's holding a hitter score 181 batting average this season, 64 strikeouts in 59 and two-third innings. Uh, again, he's a good money saver here. And if you don't want to go at Wainwright, I would look at Maeda as your possible number two behind Syndergaard. And then Seattle and uh, Tampa Bay to finish it out. Charlie Morton against Seattle seems like a lock, even at 11,900 on DraftKings. Uh, Tommy Malone is, uh, you know, he hasn't been terrible. So this game is about, you, you know, you want Morton, but it may be better to go with Syndergaard at the lesser price. Uh, he does come at a lesser price, but if you do want to go with Morton, I am certainly not going to uh, fault you for doing so. Morton uh, has a run where he's struck out 22 batters in his last three starts. You look at his last 10 starts, he's had five games of at least six strikeouts, three games of double-digit strikeouts, 12-4 and four on a year. And as I wrote this morning, you know, if it wasn't for Verlander and Garrett Cole, this guy would probably be a more stronger Cy Young candidate. Uh, again, a little more expensive than Syndergaard, but the Mariners are not the team that's been hitting the ball well. I would probably take a look at him if you're looking to roll the dice and you're looking for a high strikeout total. All right. So, uh, stacks, we like the Indians and the Padres. Pitching-wise, uh, would say Syndergaard, and, uh, and who else do you like? Syndergaard, I would go either Wayne Wright or Maeda. If I had to choose one, I would probably go at Maeda. Yeah, check out uh, Brandon's full pitching picks on the Wendaley homepage today. Uh, all right, NFL preseason. Everybody's priced the same, so it's pretty much a dart throw, as we've been saying. Uh, Cincinnati's at Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is going to play a quarter. Would you use a quarter of Patrick Mahomes over maybe two, three quarters over somebody else? I would certainly do so. I don't think that they're going to pull any punches with them tonight. Uh, they'll give him some shot downfield against the Cincinnati secondary, and you know, he certainly is going to get a look at you know, his receiving core. Probably won't have Tyreek Hill, but he's going to get an opportunity to take a look at some of his younger wideouts. 
Yeah, Hill, Hill may not even play. He's been dealing with a quad injury. Uh, so, you know, maybe Demarcus Robinson, somebody you, you look at. Uh, we'll get a look at luck of the, the rookies. So maybe Mecole Hartman, somebody you can play. At running back, maybe not any or all of Damian Williams. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, some of Carlo Tide, some of, some of Darrell Williams. Uh, you know, we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of rookies tonight. Uh, we we will see a, a lot of rookies tonight. You know, so one of the other guys you might want to take a look at maybe uh, Marcus Marshall from James Madison. Uh, Darwin Thompson's a do all type from Utah. State. Yeah, might take a look at you might get a look at Thompson as a return specialist, especially if you're not gonna get Tyreek Hill this evening. So you might get a surprise player to if the Chiefs find a way to get the ball to Darwin Thompson about five or seven times this evening. Yeah, good call. I was just about to mention that. No Andy Dalton tonight. Jeff Driscoll will play quarterback. Uh, you know, you, I'd probably rather go with Mahomes than, than Rich Driscoll. Uh, Travion Williams should get a lot of run. Uh, or David Jones likes Josh Malone a lot tonight. Uh, and you really, they have so many tight ends on their roster I think probably Williams and Malone are the, probably the two guys you're targeting from this game. Uh, I would agree with you. There are a couple of other guys that you might want to take a mild look at. Stanley Morgan from Nebraska uh, is a guy you might want to take a look at. I would think that they are going to give John Ross an opportunity, especially for the first quarter, uh, to get involved. You don't have A.J. Green. You're probably not going to risk Tyler Boyd out there. So we might see John Ross get a few targets here in the first quarter. The Rams are at the Raiders. Uh, Blake Bortles going to start. No Jared Goff. Uh, they said he's just going to be out there for a couple of series. So that's Brandon Allen and John Wolford uh, playing. So not really anything to look at there. Uh, running backs, Daryl Henderson's had a great camp. And John Kelly is, uh, you know, he's got a battle to make the team. So there's uh, there's two guys you got to look at right there. Running back. Uh, Cadrell Hodge is probably going to get a long look at wide wide receiver tonight. And uh, at tight end, maybe some good run for Gerald Everett. Uh, you mentioned Hodge, a guy up the street from me over at Prairie View. Very impressive athletic skills, and I would be very interested to see how he fares here. The one running back that we feel is something has become the forgotten guy in the Rams' backfield is Malcolm Brown. He's kind of a guy who's really pushing to keep his roster spot with the way that Henderson and Kelly have run the ball in a training camp. With the Raiders, you'll probably see a lot of Mike Glennon, some of Nate, Nate Peterson. Glennon's had a good camp. Maybe somebody to consider uh, of the running backs. Uh, seems to be a crapshoot with the Raiders. You got Martin, Jalen, Richard. Uh, Hunter Renfro's had a great camp, and uh, he's maybe somebody to target. And uh, also... Foster Murnau at uh, tight end is somebody David Jones likes a lot today in his preview on our homepage. Oh, Marnell's a big guy, 6'4", 250. Good pass catcher, but you would have never known that, you know, coming out of LSU. Uh, if you look at the running back situation, yeah, you're probably going to see some Josh Jacobs in there. But one guy you might be surprised to see a lot of this evening might be Isaiah Crowell. It's a crowded backfield in Oakland, and Crowell, even though he's a veteran, is going to really need to step up in order to keep a roster spot. Interesting call. 
Uh, Dallas at San Francisco. You got Tony Pollard may get some run. Alfred Morris would be the season to start if at, uh, the start of the season open today. Uh, Mike Webster and, De- and Darius Jackson. This could this could really be a crapshoot too at receiver. You don't know what you're going to get, but uh, Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz maybe tight ends to watch. Uh, I think tight end is probably the position to watch uh, tonight here for the Cowboys. I totally agree with you uh, about the running back situation. You have no idea what you're going to get from there. So I certainly would stay away from that. Uh, A couple of wide receivers that I might want to take a look at. uh, The rookie Jalen Guyton, of course, from North Texas is someone to take a look at. Noah Brown out of Ohio State could get some looks in there as well. You know, he's starting his third year. Guy's got tremendous talent. You figure that, you know, in a preseason game like this where your reserves are going to get a lot of looks, Noah Brown might be someone who gets a couple of quarters here tonight. And for the Niners, uh, it'll be Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. Uh, I think a healthy Beathard is somebody who can actually put up decent numbers. A lot of injuries for the Niners and running back. Uh, at wide receiver, uh, I keep my eye on Trent Taylor. Jordan Matthews has had a good camp. Uh, Richie James is somebody who can touch the ball and and, uh, and make something happen. So a few Niners receivers to consider. Uh, Niners, another Niners receiver to consider. They don't have a lot of size at the position, so I think you'll see a lot of Jalen Hurd, the rookie from Baylor, 6'4", 230, the type of possession guy that, you know, that they will certainly need in order to let some of those smaller receivers uh, get involved in there as well. Debo Samuel is another one that I would take a look at. Uh, when I look at their running backs, Austin Walter, the rookie from Rice, might be a bit of a surprise. He's up. Do all types. Similar to Jarek McKinnon. Consider him a McKinnon light for the preseason. Love to see how many touches he gets in there. Jeff Wilson was something of a touchdown machine at North Texas. Uh, he's got a nose for the end zone. Keep an eye on him as they go in the red zone this evening. Yeah, Debo Samuel could end up being a Golden Tate type. Uh, very good uh, yardage after the catch type. And remember, rookies will get the run tonight. Thanks for listening to the Wind Daily Podcast today from Brandon C. Williams in his debut. I'm Scott Engel. We'll see you tomorrow.